The following podcast is a true crime podcast. We cover some dark things, so as always, listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Crime and Color, the show where we share with you true cases about people of color in true crime. I am Kiara. And I am JV, the Captain Marvel impersonator that you have always wanted. And we're here. We are here. (laughs) That is the lamest thing that I've actually ever said in an intro. (laughs) When I was editing the, like, the last, well, when they hear this, like, two weeks ago, I guess, that the last one, um, I forgot that I was so shady <laughs> for that one. I, <laughs> I forgot I, it, that I, like, told somebody their contour was off. I can't wait to see how people react when they listen to that one. That's going to be so funny. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, All right. Life updates, y'all. I'm single again. That's really it. That's the end of that update for me. I don't want to talk about it. However, I do have a question for us today. It's a little bit of a game. Okay. Um... The game is we're going to do Black Women Crush Wednesday, despite the fact that this is Thursday, and despite the fact this will probably go up on a Friday or a Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) I don't give a shit. We're talking about Black Women Crushes. That's what we're doing today. All right. Well, um, I don't believe that it is uh, a surprise to anyone that my Black Women Crush every day is Zazie Beats. Work. Yes, bitch. I, she is my home screen. She is my lock screen. I have that video of her where she is leaving the dentist and her mouth is numb. Saved to my phone. I oh am obsessed. Oh my god. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. She was in. She was in uh, Deadpool, wasn't she? The second yes, one. Yes, she was. I fucking love her so much. She was the best part of that whole movie. The first thing I saw her in was um, Easy on Netflix. I didn't watch Atlanta. I saw a couple episodes of Atlanta, but I I don't really, I say this all the time, I don't really watch TV. So I, I have a hard time keeping up with shows. Um, That's fair. So, But I did watch Easy when I lived with my friend Taylor um, a couple years ago. We would always watch shows together. And uh, I fell in love with her on that show. I was like, who is this? (laughs) Hmm. I I have never heard of that show. So there's that. Um, It's like a little Netflix, um, like one of those like six episode things. I'd I'd be really getting into Netflix shows and... I maintain that everybody needs to watch Sex Education, especially the second season. I cried <laughs> so many times. I cried so many times for good reasons and like for ooh shit relatable reasons. Mm. <laughs> See, like, I had to stop watching BoJack for a little bit because it was getting a little too real. I was like, I mm. can't handle this right now. I my feelings hurt. So <laughs> just stop watching this show. <laughs> There's a there's a plot line <laughs> spoilers for 30 seconds if y'all want to skip ahead but for sex education there's like a plot line that involves a non-violent sexual assault. Hmm. Like I know that that sounds like a weird way to term that but like it's one where someone isn't like physically injured in any way but like it's still assault. I think we we all intellectually know what that like what that would imply like the like the creepy dude on the train that's like just jacking off on the train you know like that kind of thing yeah and like so there's a plot line involving that that like really 
ooh, ooh, bitch, that hit home. And every time that girl was on screen, I was sobbing. Like, I was like, no, you poor girl. <laughs> God, that's so shitty. Um, uh, all right. My answer for this question, I have three of them because I'm extra. Okay. Um, <laughs> and you will see, you will notice a trend with these three. Um, so it's Tessa Thompson, Lupita Nyong'o, and Denai Guerrera. All three of them. Two of whom were in Black Panther, obviously. And one of them who is was Falcon. in a different Marvel one, but is epic and great and pretty and is queer and that is actually the reason oh side note us not getting an oscar or golden globe nomination is bullshit and um lupita was robbed that is all i shall say about that now tessa thompson is actually the tie-in to the case this week insofar as she is a notably queer woman Yep, you see where that tie-in came in for the game? <laughs> it's, the, it's not a good tie-in, uh, but it, here it is. Um, also, technically, Janelle Monet would also be on that list. Granted, Janelle Monet also came out as non-binary earlier this month, and I so I felt weird about putting her on the list. Her pronouns, I as far as we are aware at the moment, are still she, her, hers, I guess. Mm-hmm. So there we are with that. Anyway, um, so listeners, for once, I've brought you a case that involves no men. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Was that a complaint? No, no, it's not. I was like, this is good, right? Like, I mean, I don't know about all y'all, but I'm like so fucking tired of the man kills woman over some toxic masculinity and sexist bullshit. And like the similar storyline of man convinces man to kill another woman like weird also sexist plot line like i got i get so so tired of those like i will never tire of the man kills other man for stupid reason like i will never that's i will never be tired of that one i mean i'm tired that it happens in general but like you know what i mean yeah. as far as like recounting stories i'm not as like those two in particular, I cannot stand those two. So this week, I've brought y'all lesbians. Black lesbians. <laughs> and someone who got saved. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it didn't save her, though. Anyway, so I've brought you the case of Wanda Jean Allen. <clears throat> All righty. So Wanda Jean Allen was born... On August 17th, 1959, and she was the second of eight children. Side note, someone having eight children, just popping out eight kids, sounds like sounds like an awful time, and a little bit explains why her mom was an alcoholic. I don't know what just fell. <laughs> Something just fell, and I don't know what it was. Anyway, sorry. Um, but, uh, yeah... So Mama was a bit of a booze hound, um, and her deadbeat ass daddy bounced after Wanda's last sibling was born. So <clears throat> her family lived on a council estate, as the Brits put it. In a, <laughs> that's as the Brits put it. In America, we call that shit the projects. Now, um, council estate sounds so fucking fancy. It is so buck wild to me that that phrase literally in the UK means the projects. <laughs> like, <laughs> council estate to me implies like a giant, like just a giant, I don't know, a giant fucking house. Like, council estate implies to me um, fucking not public housing like for damn sure not public housing that's not what that sounds like to me but i don't know basically everything in the uk sounds fancy as fuck and i don't know what to do about it but anyway so at age 12 wanda was hit by a truck and knocked unconscious what (laughs) 
I wish I had more for you as to why that happened, but that's what happened. Wanda was hit by a truck and knocked unconscious. That's pretty much the end of uh, the end of that note. Um, now, two years later, she survived, obviously, because um, this whole case is about her. And if she died after like the third sentence like that, I wouldn't have much of a case here. Um, but um, so <clears throat> two years later, she was Steve Irwind in the left temple. Reed stabbed in the left temple. Um, also, I need to I need to discuss this because this one of the things I do a lot when I'm going through and trying to think of how best to like how best to talk about these cases and like how best to like word certain things in these cases. I will occasionally go to this thing called Urban Thesaurus, which <laughs> makes me sound about 95 years old, but that's fine. Now, um, I typed in synonyms for the word stabbed <laughs> because I wanted to know, like, what are some hipper way of saying, what's a hipper way of saying stabbed? What? This is a wild, it's a wild, this is a wild tale. But I say this all to say that um, when I typed that in, Irwind popped up, as in Steve Irwin. And I know that we have a lot of millennials who listen, and we all remember what happened to Steve Irwin. And I actively saw that and said, bitch, that's too soon. How the fuck dare you to my computer? I was at work. When I was typing that what? part up. Who, like, we, I, I can't. That's, that was so rude. It just made me so upset. Um. Anyway, so we've already been on a bit of a roller coaster today. But I just wanted everybody to know that apparently people have used the phrase that somebody got Irwind to mean that somebody got stabbed. How far up on the list was that? That was pretty high up on the list. I am disappointed in everyone that is using that. I know, me too. It made me so mad. I like literally was was infuriated when I read it. I was like, y'all got a lot of fucking nerve. Ugh. Anyway, that was all like another one that was up there was Caesared, which I kind of liked. Um <laughs> And I almost went with Caesar, but I also wanted to hit, like, I wanted one so I could talk about how fucked up that website is and how I'm not going to use it no more. <laughs> I'm fucking crying still. Anyway, um, so <clears throat> as you can imagine, after somebody gets stabbed in the temple, uh, Miss Wanda's intellectual and cognitive abilities were, how shall I say it, impaired? Uh, so she's been hit by... A, tr a truck, yes. A truck. I was going to say a bus. No, no, it was a truck. A truck. Okay. I don't, I don't know why I'm laughing. I got hit by a bus. But like, <laughs> that's not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. You know why I'm laughing? Listeners, I've had a rough day and I'm drinking wine. That's why I'm laughing at some real inappropriate shit. I apologize, everybody. But yes, so... She got hit by a truck and knocked unconscious. Naturally, that's going to lead to head trauma in general yes. or just general trauma, like trauma with a capital T for everything. And then getting stabbed in the left temple, which when I tell you I was so pissed, I couldn't find an example, like a reason that that happened. <laughs> it just was stated that that happened to her. Yep. It was just stated she was stabbed in the left temple, but it didn't say why or by who. It just said stabbed in the left temple. And I was like, yes. girl, what do what am I supposed to do with this? Uh Okay. So her her abilities were impaired. Um her IQ was 69. Nice. Anyway, that's I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. But I would like to insert a little note here, and this is going to be probably the one thing I'm going to tell y'all to go and look up um, 
and have a listen to, but as, as it's directly related to black people. So I feel like this is an important thing and it's an important historical thing that I think looking into for everybody is a just general good thing to do. But IQ tests are historically racist and like racially biased toward um, middle class white life and existence and experience. Um, and there was a controversy in the 90s about abonics. I don't know if anybody remembers it, but the abonics controversy. I guess it was the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, <clears throat> anyway, um, you can go listen to, um, I'm going to call them friends of the show, mainly because I know they follow us on Twitter. Um, the podcast You're Wrong About has an episode about the Ebonics controversy, and they did an incredible job. Um, and I I have listened to that episode literally three times, simply because I like that show. It's a very good show. I have two t-shirts from that show. <laughs> this is how you could tell how much I like a podcast, how many <laughs> shirts I have from the show. Oh, God. But yeah, um, the link for that will be in the show notes. Um, and I have made a note to give you the show notes for this one. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so that's that's my one note. Uh, go listen to that and sort of look it up. It'll explain like how Ebonics ties into the um, IQ test and whatnot. There's there was also another one that I didn't link, but it was from Radiolab. Uh, Radiolab did this whole thing for a um, this whole series. I believe it was called Q. I think I, just the letter Q or something like that. Something to that general effect. Um, and I highly recommend listening to that as well. You know, just giving y'all some content to listen to. I mean, y'all like podcasts, clearly, so you might as well. Shit. Um, <laughs> but no, the Radiolab one is um, very well researched and explains the entire history of IQ tests and also how they have led to things like um, genocide. Oh, wow. <laughs> that sounds a little extreme, but it's exactly what I meant. So there we are. Anyway. Damage to the left hemisphere of the brain can lead to impaired comprehension, lessened ability to logically express oneself, um, and a decrease in ability to analyze cause and effect relationships. So, um, yeah, left brain people are typically the ones who are very good at sort of logical processing. I don't know if people sort of remember that as like a general thing, but that's sort yeah. of how that works. Um, so, damage to that side of your brain can lead to all those things and could also be why and this will come back up later obviously um that wanda was more disorganized and stressed out by just regular everyday shit um and was more vulnerable to like losing control um while being stressed out because the ability to think logically isn't there also, this sounds like this sounds like it would be a horrible relationship to be in simply like to be with somebody who couldn't express themselves in any logical way and also understand cause and effect. Like, just think about dating somebody like that for a quick second. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that sounds like shit. Um, like, sounds like that would be hell. But also, like, there's not much that one can really do with this. Like. Or I guess there is, especially because she was like 12 and 14, respectively, when these two things happen. And their brain is still growing at that point. And there is also research that got brought up in a recent... Um, it got brought up in a recent um, Wine and Crime episode at one point. But there's this person who their brain... Um, like, part of their brain wasn't working anymore. Um like just several parts of their brain were starting to shut down, but the, but because it had started and was going gradually, other parts of the brain sort of filled in those gaps. Hmm. And there wasn't really a change in how that person was processing, which I thought was fucking fascinating. Like just as a general concept, but like, 
so the human brain could in theory heal itself, but I think there's like specific exercises you would probably have someone do. And I, you regardless, you would have to have some form of like medical intervention to even know to do any of this. Yeah. And given that this was the seventies and eighties, the answer to whether or not she had access to that medical care should be quite clear to everybody. Anyway, moving forward. Um, at age 17, she dropped out of high school, which will become relevant a l- more later for like legal reasons and whatever. So put a pin in that shit and we go move on. Now, in 1981, Wanda was sharing an apartment with uh, Dedra Pettis. Or at least I think that's how. It, like, I, every time I looked at her name, wanted to call her Deirdre, but the R is not before the D. So it, it it's D-E-D-R-A. Is it, wait, D-E-D-R-A? Yeah. Deirdre would be another way of doing that. Maybe Deirdre. Yeah, Deirdre, Deirdre actually sounds right, and I can go with that. It sounds like the way that we pronounce Deirdre. It's more that Deirdre. Deirdre as a name is D. E. Is it E. I. Yeah. D. E. I. R. D. R. E. Is Deirdre. So. We'll go Deirdre for this. I think that makes sense. Deirdre Pettis. A childhood friend turned girlfriend. However, clearly that relationship at some point soured because at the time of this murder, they were not together. So on June 29th, 1981, uh, Wanda and Deidre got into an argument and Wanda shot and killed her, I guess, childhood friend. Um, In her 1981 confession, Wanda had claimed that it was an accident that she shot Deirdre from roughly 30 feet away while returning fire um, from from Deirdre's boyfriend, which is how I'm sort of guessing at the time they probably weren't together as she was returning fire with her boyfriend. Just Hmm. generally speaking, seems like that's how that went. Um... However, the forensic evidence that came with this crime said, uh, bitch, no. If you was, if you was 30 feet away, why she got powder burns, like, around the wound? <laughs> like, because you only get powder burns um, around a wound if the wound is literally so close that the gunpowder actually also leaves the pistol. Yeah. I wonder with her brain injuries, like how is she I don't want I don't how do I say this without making it how is she mentally? Not great. <laughs> like the answer to that is just not great. Um again, her IQ test was sixty nine. Make of that what you will. Um, but like, as far as intelligence is concerned, she was not a very intelligent person and she has issues, like I said, with comprehending like basic cause and effect even. So, so I wonder if she even, did she understand what she was doing? That is a great question that it didn't really seem like anybody else asked. Um, (laughs) Because she, um, well, okay, just to wrap up the other forensic evidence, she was also, (laughs) that's okay. Uh, Deidre also had, um, bruises consistent with being pistol whipped. So like, um, all I'm saying is Wanda fucking tried it when she said that she shot her from 30 feet. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Now, nobody asked that question during this trial. Um, but the prosecutors cut a deal with Wanda so she would only receive a four-year sentence in exchange for a guilty plea to a manslaughter charge. And she only served um, two years in the clink for 
this particular homicide. This particular? Yes. There's another one. Okay. So, yep. Uh, so Deidre was um, buried at Trice Hill Cemetery in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Now, while in jail, Wanda met Gloria. Gloria Jean Leathers. Now, Gloria was in the clink for stabbing a woman outside of the club. <laughs> which feels like important information to have. But uh, anyway, um, so that's really all I have about why Gloria was in there. Or, yeah, about why Gloria was in there. Now, Wanda got out before Gloria did. And at some point, Gloria got out and needed a place to stay. And that somehow led to them being lovers, but it was a real shit relationship. As I previously mentioned, again, I don't know what it would be like to date somebody with like cognitive impairments that almost set things up to be like borderline abusive. Like as factor in, if you can't, uh, if you can't, <clears throat> understand basic cause and effect you might not you one might not be able to tell why somebody is upset that you did a particular action even though the effect like the cause and effect of that action is logically somebody would be mad mm -hmm. right um and then not understanding how like then when you maybe threaten that person and they get upset that you threatened them and call the police, why they might be getting upset with you because you don't see the cause and effect there. Right? So there's, there's a lot happening there and I don't really have a way of like a way of fully explaining and processing that whole thing. So I'm going to move on from that, but I just want people to sort of remember that like, the situation with her and her and her brain, it, it's not good. Um, and also, Goyer's got a history of violence, so, you know. Um, this is a relationship with two women who have a history of violence. It's not exactly going to end up being the best thing. Nor yeah. would it be good if, the, if they were male. Like, it would be shitty for shitty on all counts but like exceptionally shitty with this one so um let's see here okay on december 2nd 1988 gloria was shot um and killed at age 29 outside of the village police department in oklahoma city what yep she was shot in front of the police department. Now, 15 minutes prior to this shooting. Oh my God. Wanda and Gloria were in a grocery store having a pretty heated dispute. I would like to just generally say, I don't know what prompted this dispute, but because I just want it to be this. I want it to be over whether the melons were were ripe enough. I cannot explain to you why I want that to be what it was over. <laughs> but I want um, it to be over something kind of dumb. For no particular reason other than it adds a bit of weird comic tension to it. Um... Just, anyway, they were in the grocery store. They got into a heated fucking argument. One of the officers came to escort the two women back home and waited around for Gloria to, like, gather up all her belongings. Now, Gloria and Gloria's mama were going to go to file a complaint against Wanda. However, Wanda was like, no, no, no. That's not how this is, that's not how this is gonna go down. So when so she went they were headed to the you know to the police department. Wanda was behind them. So when uh Gloria got out of the car, Wanda fired a single shot. Um 
and severely wounded Gloria in the abdomen. Gloria's mom obviously witnessed this shooting. Two police officers heard the shots and a dispatcher heard the shots being fired, but there was no police department employees that actually saw what happened, but they for sure heard what happened. And they also recovered the handgun that committed the actual uh, crime near the house that uh, Gloria and Wanda were living in. And Gloria would die three days later from the uh, wound that she received. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this is Wanda's second murder. Now, they charged Wanda with first-degree murder, which is where I'm skeptical. The first-degree part is where I'm skeptical. Yeah, I've I've seen cases like this. And mm-hmm. am I... Am I right in their argument that it's first degree because she had time to not make her way there to change her mind? Yeah. Like I guess, but even then like see, that's the thing about that's the thing about first degree and second degree that is complicated to me. Like the span of time between there like if you still have to run and get it's that it's that span of time between like discovering the thing that puts you in a frenzy and then you committing the crime while you're in the frenzy. Mm-hmm. Like, cause there's always going to be an amount of time between those two things happening unless you walking around like fully armed at all times. Yeah. And as far as I know, it's not like Wanda was a police officer. So it's not like she was walking around fully armed all the time. Hmm. Anyway, you can make of that sentence what you will, everybody. But let us remember that there are just there's people that we actively pay to roam about with weapons on them at all times, and they have a short fuse. It's a wild thing that we decided as a society to do that. But you know what? I've had too much wine. I'm going to just leave this wine alone for the rest of the for the rest of the recording. Um, But anyway, I'm getting political and I don't need to get political at the moment. So, yeah. So I felt a little weird about that, but then also Wanda then said it was self-defense. And I was like, uh, I can see why she would claim it was self-defense. If again, what the issue was, was that, um, Gloria was going to go and say, like, <clears throat> sorry, hang on. Um, that Gloria was going to go over and say, like, oh, yeah, no, uh, this person who has a record, um, like, violently threatened me or whatever, so we're filing a restraining order or whatever. I could see in her head that, like, again, because she can't, This doesn't mean she can't form a cause and effect type thing, but it might, it could be that she is forming them, but they're more heightened and more extreme. Hmm. See what I mean? Yeah. So like, it could be like, oh no, if she goes to the police, I'm going back to prison and I can't go back to jail. At which point I can actually start to see the self-defense argument kind of, but not well. And also it's not, Regardless, it's not a good argument for self-defense. But, like, I can sort of see it. Self-defense really only applies when it's, like, imminent danger to... Like, imminent physical danger to a person. Yeah. Yeah. And if Gloria wasn't actively threatening her, which is actually what Wanda was claiming. Wanda was claiming that she was afraid of Gloria because of Gloria's violent history. But they both have violent histories, though, so... Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot happening there that just does not make sense to me. Anyway, the jury jury said uh, that bitch is guilty, and she was sentenced to death. Um, So she sat on death row for 12 years. And during that time, she became a born-again Christian and claimed to be cured of lesbianism. But we all know that that's not a thing. 
So, yeah. Her reverend and spiritual advisor, uh, who went by the name Robin Myers, had this to say. Quote, I always suspected that Wanda's renunciation of lesbianism had more to do with her helping to revamp herself in the most palatable way for her clemency and appeal processes. She knew perfectly well that her being a lesbian was a big strike against her and that it's an embarrassment in the black community, which wow. Anyway, um, she was going to play the best hand she could play at the very end, end quote, which I find that believable, but mm, I don't know. Cause it feels like they apply to her rather often, like that she's able to plan things in a really wildly sophisticated way. Mm-hmm. While simultaneously claiming that the bitch is crazy. And I just sort of keep keep sitting with that. And I'm like, wait, is she is she extremely stupid or is she extremely smart? It's one or the other, usually not both. Like, so I just don't anyway. Anyway. So they they basically claimed that she was fucking lying about not being a lesbian anymore but also she was in a women's prison so i don't really know if that means anything whatever anyway we've all seen orange is the new black god damn it anyway that's i don't like that show huh <laughs> i missed that what did you say i didn't like that show that's fair i i didn't have really an opinion <laughs> I, just, I, like, I didn't hate it, but I, I sat through like six episodes and I was like, I don't like this. And I never watched it again. <laughs> honestly, there's a lot of white woman bullshit that I didn't need <laughs> plot wise. And I was like, I don't need this shit. If it was like literally we was only watching the black people and the Latino people of the show, I would have fucking loved it. Like, literally, if you just remove the, like, if you remove Piper, I actually would very much love the show. (laughs) I know it all centers around her, but damn. There's a thread going around on Twitter that was, um, like, name the worst, or name shows where the main character is the worst character. I saw that. Oh, my God. I fucking saw that. Did you? Fuck. Oh, I saw that, and somebody said Felicity. Um, from the show Felicity. I've never seen Felicity, but that still checks out for me. <laughs> oh my god. I and said I, Dawson's Creek. Ooh. Ooh. Dawson's the worst. Fucking mood. I said Allie McBeal. <laughs> because I Allie also McBeal. would like to say the vampire diaries because I fucking hated Elena. Fuck. God damn, that's so real. There's a lot of shows where the central character is it's bullshit. The worst. Somebody said Sabrina too, and I don't know which <laughs> show they were referring to, and I a little bit agree <laughs> with both of them. <laughs> Despite the fact that I did I did watch the third season of of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and I I liked it a lot. But Sabrina is unsufferable. And I think we all need to come to terms with the fact that she is unsufferable. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think of who the fuck else is like just. Like. People said Moesha. Ooh, fuck. (laughs) That's so mean. You know what, though? Okay. You know a wild thing? I. I didn't realize, first of all, that Brandy at one point was in Chicago. Not the city, the musical. Um, She wasn't in the, the, she wasn't in the, uh, in the movie. She was in, like, she played Roxy Hart on Broadway at one point. Wow. And I was like, what? Like, (laughs) it was like kind of recent. And I was like, what? She did musicals after Cinderella? 
<laughs> also, y'all, I rewatched Cinderella and I Brandy was a bad actress during that whole thing. She could not act during that whole movie. The only thing that saved it was that she can sing. That's what she brought to that role. And you know what? Good for her. <laughs> well and truly, honestly, I will say that that movie is still one of my favorites. She just cannot fucking act. But also, it's like not about Cinderella, really. Like, over the course of that movie, like, we don't, like, we interact with Cinderella, but it's more about everybody around her. Hmm. Like, or at least that's how I felt watching the movie again. It felt like it was about everybody else in the movie. And also, I love that, like, Whitney gets a lot of credit for that. She clearly was only on set for a day and a half. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like... My kind of job. <laughs> She's in two scenes. <laughs> she's in two scenes. And the second scene, she's on a fucking green screen the whole time. Hey, she what? did what she had to do. And I will say, was she the best part of the goddamn movie? Yes, she was. Yes, she was. Whit- <laughs> Fuck yes, Whitney was the best part. She shows up and she's like, you try coming up with a rhyme after 5,000 years. <laughs> that's so funny i still that that movie's a good movie but it's also pretty shit also Whoopi can sing she only has one, yeah she only has one part where she sings in that movie but it's pretty damn good <clears throat> anyway i have one last paragraph for this case and then we will be done so oh, sorry. Yeah, we got very off track sorry that's all right it <laughs> We got sidetracked with Moesha. It's fine. Uh, anyway, so January 11th, 2001. 2001? What? I apologize. We're going to take that again. January 11th, 2001. Wanda is led into the chamber and tied to the gurney. 24 relatives of her murder victim, um, of Gloria in this particular case, and also the manslaughter victim, uh, Dedra Pettis, as we mentioned before, traveled there to witness the execution. Now, many of them were watching the execution but from behind a tinted window. Um, and uh, to do while she was lying on the execution gurney, uh, Wanda said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And she also stuck out her tongue and smiled at her appeal lawyer, who had become a good friend of hers. He said, Um, yeah, he said that she was dancing on the mattress while they tried to kill her. I don't know what the fuck that means, but apparently she was dancing on the mattress I fully don't know what that means, honestly. I honestly don't. But So anyway. they executed mm-hmm. a... Mm-hmm. <sighs> Via lethal injection, to clarify. I realized that I actually hadn't said how they were doing it. Um, it was lethal injection. I assume that's... I assume that was how. Well, yeah, well, I mean, it... It, well, it was either that or, like, given the last three cases I had, like, done the electric chair, but, I mean, no, this was 2001, so they'd moved on to lethal injection at that point. Um, she was pronounced dead at 9.21 p.m., and uh, relatives of Gloria's expressed their, uh, expressed that the execution brought them closure. So, I thought that, when did we decide... Um, that we weren't going to execute those with like a mental illness or who are, who have like, um, who are, is it, me- is it mentally impaired? Well, it depends on what we're referring to. So like, uh, like we wouldn't execute somebody who had down syndrome, 
right? Like, that's one of the things we wouldn't do. We wouldn't execute somebody who is extremely, um, extremely low functioning autistic. We wouldn't do that because that we've deemed that to be, to be too far. But if someone has like an injury based one, I don't know that we view it the same way. That's crazy to me. Oh, no, you're right. I'm not saying that makes sense. I'm saying it's dumb. But I am saying that that is like, I think how that goes. Which does not make any fucking sense. Like, it really, truly doesn't. That's what's been, like, bugging me. Like, this whole case is, like, clearly she has Mm -hmm. this major head injury. I'm not saying that that's, like, an, an excuse, but, like... No, all it says to me is that we need adequate health care. Yeah. (laughs) Clearly, like, I don't know, adequate health care will mean that a bitch won't murder people. Like, that's what that says to me. But I don't know. Who the fuck am I then? Shit. But anyway, that's my case. Oh, uh, she was also buried in uh, Trice Hill Cemetery. In case anybody wants to visit. Wow. Mhm. So there were dudes involved, yes, but they didn't they weren't involved in the murder. They were in, they were involved in the execution, but you know. Um they're involved in the murder that was sanctioned anyway. <clears throat> that's how I'm going to refer to that. Um so yeah, um we should probably, uh, yet again, we, we say this anytime the death penalty comes up. We need to review the death penalty. Woo. Like, no, no. We must abolish the death penalty because clearly, right. like, and even in cases where we have it, where we know who did it, like this one was very clear as to who did it. It also doesn't sit well with me that we're doing this when somebody has a clear cognitive impairment. That's what um, I was thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Cognitive impairment is one way of referring to it. Um, mental impairment is another way that would work as well. Um <laughs> Oh God. This is a this is a this phrase that I'm about to use is gonna sound buck wild to like everybody. But another way of phrasing it is mental poverty, um, mental and cognitive poverty. Um, I this is a thing that will make sense given the work that I do. So one of the one of the parts of my job when we are going to these places and training about um, uh, we train about pro- poverty and privilege. Um, we did that recently in several places. Um, we also talk about race and gender and sexuality and all of that lovely stuff. So when we talk about poverty and privilege, um, the definition we use for poverty is the degree with which someone um, lacks, like it goes without resources, without adequate resources to, you know, accomplish what they need to accomplish. Um, And there are sort of 11 different categories of that. I won't go through all of them, but like one of them is financial Another one of them is emotional. And when you think about emotional poverty, you can think of like anyone who's ever interacted with a four-year-old who's been screaming for the last 30 minutes. And you ask them the simple question of what are you screaming about? And they look at you and they're like, I don't fucking know, but I'm still screaming. That that's emotional poverty now. um, And we do that as adults too. Um, But mental poverty and cognitive poverty are like, they both, though they mean the same thing and it refers to not having the sort of mental and cognitive faculties required to handle like sort of basic everyday functions. Um, So when I think about things like that, and I think about how the world is set up in general, we don't have much in the way of like being able to help people who are like that because of a medical disability. Mm hmm. Like, like because of something medical that happens to them, like an accident or something like that. We don't have, like, we just as a society don't really have a good way of dealing with that. Just at all. Which is buck wild. Yeah. Because it's not rare. 
like it's not a rare thing that happened anyway i'm <laughs> i go down that rabbit hole for like three hours but i don't think anybody wants that <laughs> <laughs> so um i guess um the only note that i have for people is uh like just um oh you know what know the warning signs of abuse is i think actually a good just a good general note with this one as like clearly the the relationships like it's it was clear in the additional research that i did that the relationships were all like definitely abusive on honestly both sides of the equation but with one of them it's like there's a medical reason and you can kind of understand with it a little bit but like on the other half of it you also i don't know it just is a it's a shitty situation and just like and i can also see why somebody might not seek help partially because they're in a lesbian relationship and at the time in the 80s like that wouldn't have been a thing that they could have really sought help for like is getting help from an like getting help when you are being abused by another woman is not necessarily viewed in the same in the way it should be much like how much like which is fucking stupid and i just i i hate it but like when we when we discuss abuse and we think about abuse we tend to think about it in ways that are one incredibly binary when it in when abuse knows no binary and when abuse knows no um like abuse doesn't know like abuse isn't a binary thing it can happen to literally anybody and can Mm -hmm. be perpetrated by anybody and experienced by anybody which makes it a much like which makes i mean just in general that makes it a harder problem to solve but we need to acknowledge that it's a harder problem to solve before we go about trying to solve it and failing anyway off my soapbox now um got any recommendations for the people this week i don't know why that feels so disingenuous <laughs> like but like i don't know i i do mean that though i do mean it so any recommendation for the people um i finally finished season one of all my relations podcast and the last two episodes well so they did an episode on like i guess the science behind blood quantum um mm-hmm. and then they had like a mini sode about christopher columbus which was really funny and then <laughs> um they did an episode titled love in the time of blood quantum and it was um four native women sharing their experiences and how um they're kind of limited and how they date and who they fall in love with and how they Mm-hmm. proceed with relationships because they have to think about how that affects their children and their access to their heritage and their land and their customs and I just never had to think about something like that you know yeah and I yeah. just thought that those were two really great episodes I'm one to get the science behind it um and then two to just kind of hear their experiences Absolutely. I've downloaded it and I will give it a listen. All right. Yes. Um, I gave my recommendations during the actual, during the episode. It's the, uh, uh, you're wrong about just in general as a podcast, I recommend them always. Um, but I specifically the Ebonics controversy is a good one. Also the Monica Lewinsky scandal or actually, I suppose technically it's the Clinton impeachment scandal is what it's technically called. I, I saw actually the other day that uh, Monica Lewinsky posted something about it, um, specifically saying like calling it like naming that thing after somebody who after the youngest person involved it, it is a fucked up thing to do and doesn't make sense to do. And I hadn't thought about that before, but it makes perfect sense. So. I will convert my language and I will uh, start to say the um, the Clinton impeachment scandal or just mm. the Bill Clinton scandal in general. Yeah, one of those. I'll go with the president. That seems like a the presidential scandal of the 90s. There we go. That All also right. fits. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, there they have a lot of really good episodes. They're also covering O.J. Simpson right now, um, like a long sort of term thing. And I won't lie, I love the show, but I'm so fucking tired of O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> tired of oj simpson in general like just the general thinking about oj simpson i don't want to do it anymore i'm done i'm tired i don't want to think about him anymore but i at least appreciate like understanding and looking into the lives of everyone else who is involved in that Mm -hmm. um, which is what they're currently covering Ooh, fuck they also covered a recent episode about the um the dc snipers like but about like the life of the wife of the main DC sniper. Oh, wow. Bitch. When I tell you I fucking sobbed while I was listening to that episode, I had to pull over my car. I tweeted at them because I was crying too much. Oh, it was like, there's, um, it's like it's stories of there's a thing for me about hearing stories about people supporting each other that like it just hits me and I just I I can't handle it and I start sobbing you know just me that's how I handle things I guess um but yeah so uh should we announce to the people that we're probably going bi-weekly should we do that yeah (laughs) announcement announcement we're going bi-weekly because bitches life is hard and shit and in order to like make sure we're doing this in an effective and like in an effective way so we're not like killing ourselves basically going bi-weekly seems like the best course of action um for us so we're probably gonna do that for for a while um i don't know we're gonna do hence the change in intro which i love the change in intro that sounded great oh thank you yes so uh yeah um i mean if y'all mad about it you could donate to us on patreon or whatever but whatever (laughs) make that a patreon goal if it gets up to 150 a month we'll go back to weekly oh don't do that Oh god, I saw another show that did that and I it worked. I upped my Patreon support to like $20, I think. Oh wow, see, I listen. Mhm. Listen. Here's the thing. <laughs> my job takes over my life. I just it is what it is. <laughs> that's real. No, honey, that's real cuz shit like uh I I need to use Oh, you know what I need to get? Actually, them little fucking liners for crockpots. Anyway, you know what? Let's let's end this episode. <laughs> let's end this episode before I talk about crockpot liners. <laughs> like that's a bit of content people I want. Those for instant pots. See, I think that's what. See, I have an instant pot. That's what. That's what. I, when I got it, that's what I thought it was for. But it's shaped like the crockpot. Hmm. Like that sort of like oblong shape, but like I don't know. Like I have those, but I don't know if it'll work in the in the pressure pot model. I sure hope it does. Anyway, look them up. I just quoted a vine. I hate myself. It's fine. Um. Oh, side note, everyone, there is a we we're not sponsored by this company in any way, shape, or form, but there is a new vine, and it is not TikTok. It's called Byte. B-Y-T-E. I have not made a video yet, but y'all can follow me and I eventually will. Yes. Alright. Anyway, um Oh, and to follow me, I believe it's just red, black, golden like my current Twitter name. Anyway, that's all irrelevant. Um, Have a great week, everyone. Uh, Stay safe out there. And uh, don't date white people under 200 pounds. Anyway, that's fine. Um, Have a great evening, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye? Bye? (laughs) God damn it.
thank you for tuning in to Crime and Color with Kiara and JV. The intro music that you heard was created by the artist Harms, and the interlude and ending music was created by Ben from Mystery and Urban Legends or Mall Podcast. Each artist's information is listed in the show notes, so please support them and send them the praises that they deserve. You can find Crime and Color on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Like, comment, subscribe, and share with your fellow true crime and junkie friends so we can build a community. Just in case you forgot, you can find Kiara on Twitter at So This Is The Key and JV on Twitter at Mixter Hyde. You can also find Crime and Color's official Twitter page at Crime and Color, and of course, all of our handles will be in the show notes. Feel free to use the hashtag Crime and Color to talk about the show, as well as email us cases you'd like us to research to crimeandcolor at gmail.com. We're always interested in your personal stories and love interacting with you guys, so you can also email us any stories or experiences you'd like to share as well. We're so grateful that you guys are listening and giving feedback, so thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you next time.